Welcome again to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. And my guest again today is Felicia. And we are taking the next step in hearing Felicia's story about how she broke the imposed steps, uh, life steps that are given to us in life, such as, you know, going to school, getting good grades, etc., etc. And she talked about how she began that journey in the podcast before, and now she's going to pick up and tell us more about what she did next. So do a little re recap on what we talked about in the previous podcast, and then we'll, we'll move forward. Sure. So I think where we had, um, we had started really with the steps that I had gone through and followed that were laid out for me um, from several different sources and what really has just become normalized in our culture, which is everything that you had listed around going to school, going to college, getting a job, um, has good benefits, all of that. Uh, and really, I had followed that structure perfectly until I got to a point where I didn't really have that anymore. And I was left in this free-floating space, which really forced me to confront uh, what I was feeling underneath that um, staying busy, doing what everybody else wanted, had kept hidden from me. And so where we left off, is really just the exploration that I started to take inward, which was a very scary one. Yes, you went through a period of like floating, not really knowing what you wanted to do after you got out of college, and you realized that what you majored in and you got your degree in wasn't what you really wanted to do. It didn't resonate with your heart and soul. So then you went into this floating period, and then you said to yourself, okay, I've got to fix this, and you started meditating. And through meditation, then, you began to realize, one, that you're responsible for your experience, your happiness, and you began to realize also that you needed to have people around you that were more in tune with who you really were, instead of complainers and people that were in a loop, as you called it. And out of that came an invitation for you to join a group of hikers, uh, and then out of that uh, emerged a mentor for you who became a teacher and still is to this day guiding you. So take us from there. Tell us. Oh, well, <laughs> for somebody who likes structure and reverts to structure uh, to stay safe and keep mo moving forward, being in that floaty place was very unnerving. And even now that I had settled in with uh, working with this mentor, it was still a very uncomfortable place for me. So I just want to speak to the, the, at least for me, the fact that at that point, even though there was a switch in a different direction and I had every intention of moving forward in that direction, it was still a very uncomfortable place to be. Uh, but there was a different view that I had on discomfort at that point. Uh, because the element that had changed was having a, a safe support and a safe environment around me. And I really didn't realize how key that aspect was to my experience until I started diving into the very, very painful experiences uh, that I was holding on to. Yes, we talked in the last podcast about how important that pain is to face and that we can't just leapfrog over it or go under it or deny it. We have to face it. And 
you did that and you're still doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> so then what emerged out of that for you? There were so many little pieces of the puzzle that started to pre present themselves as I discovered more and more of what was actually happening uh, on an emotional level, especially for me. I realized that I didn't have a lot of access to what was happening for me emotionally under the surface because I had busied myself with so many tasks throughout my life that I just didn't even have the time <laughs> to touch into that. And so part of this unraveling, everything that was happening, um, really just pointed me uh, to the idea, not the idea, it really just illuminated for me how structure was used to keep me safe. And by safe, in this context, it was uh, an avoidance. And so... Do you think a lot of people are like that, where they use... They make themselves very busy with commitments they have to keep, phone calls they need to make, things they have to do, chores, etc., to in order to avoid slowing down and feeling their feelings and knowing what they really truly want. Yeah, absolutely. And to put it into some context for me, uh, my life was very achievement based, and I realized that I had coupled achievements with my own personal value. And so when I took achievements and going to school and getting good grades out of the equation, I had to confront my real feelings about value. And what came to the surface first was that I had none. <laughs> that was the belief that I uncovered. Because that you had no value? That was a belief that I yes, had. Yes, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, and that was a very painful one. And I don't think I would have come to that realization if I hadn't seen actually the value that had come from uh, using structure as a safety strategy. So I guess what I'm trying to say is to reframe the whole experience rather than wanting to change or fix myself, which originally that's where I went to and it kept me stuck in this belief that I didn't have any value. Uh, instead, I was guided to see how um, putting my value in something outside of me was a strategy I had used. And it actually served me in some way uh, because I believe it had got me to that moment. That so before you defined yourself by what you achieved and underneath that you had the realization that deep down your core belief was that you didn't have value. So you had to probably keep achieving more and more and more mm -hmm. for you to feel you have value. So Tell us, tell us more about how you got through that. <laughs> uh, well, the interesting part of all of this is that I learned, and it's really crazy to me that I really just didn't have an awareness around that, is that I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm really not the only one who hold, held that belief, uh, who reverted to that, and who was really stuck looping in that. So what do you think about this? If... What you achieve and all the work you do and all the good deeds you do and all that doesn't define you. What does define you? That's a really big question. I think to answer this, I want to work backwards. Um, so to unwind that belief that my value was tied with something outside of me, 
I had to recognize that that belief came from a part of myself that felt unmet in a need that I had. And it took a lot of work for me to discover that um, because we hide that from ourselves because there was something painful underneath. There was a vulnerable part of me that I wasn't uh, willing to look at fully until I had that support. Did that require you looking at your childhood at all? The interesting thing is that I don't think that it would particularly matter if I had the exact moments or the exact circumstances that had caused this part of me to form a belief about value being outside of me. It was more so uh, recognizing that it was there, that that belief was there, and getting curious about what that part of me actually needed to feel number one, safe enough to feel the vulnerability and the hurt that was underneath that belief, um, and two, to actually feel like I was being seen in my authenticity that didn't require looking somewhere else in order to resolve some part of me or make me feel whole in some way. So what was uncovered really was that part of the the miracle of being me and i feel that this holds true for every being uh is that we're enough just being so we don't have to prove to ourselves that we are worthy all we have to do is simply know it and the coming to knowing that worthiness that we truly are is is the journey, a big part of the journey, isn't it? Absolutely. And and I think what was really important, especially in my own journey, is getting that reflection because I didn't have a reference point for it before. So it's almost like I couldn't find myself unless I had a mirror in front of me, uh, which in this case was my mentor really just accepting me for being and holding me in a light of fullness without there having to be any work that needs to be done, any achievement that needs to be accomplished or achieved. Uh, um, and that was a, an unfamiliar experience to me. Now, so you talk about having this other person in your life that was like a mirror, mm -hmm. and that that mirror that reflected you was that of a valued, authentic, beautiful being. And through that person's, so to speak, eyes, you could see that in yourself. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. And so what our listener might get from this is find somebody that can reflect that beauty uh, that we truly are and see that in us so that we can see it in ourselves. Yeah, yeah that's basically what it comes down to. It's you know, going back to childhood, I think that part of how a child finds their identity is by having it reflected back to them. Uh, and when there's something that gets missed, um, not necessarily by anyone's fault, it's hard to, to find yourself. And so we become adults then, and we still haven't had that mirroring, that proper reflection and so we're just kind of 
walking blind in the world. And it really the children are so fragile and vulnerable, and parents are only human, mm -hmm. and wounded children for the most part themselves, so that there's no way in most human life that childhood experience can reflect the beauty that we truly are. Mm -hmm. If we're going to be looking at our childhood experiences telling us who we are. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that we in life have to come to some point sometime in which we cry out, as I, as I might put it, to the universe saying, show me the way, show me who I really am, show me where I can find this peace, mm -hmm. this sense of, of joy of who I, I, I must find mm -hmm. in myself. And you have, you're on that journey, you are finding that joy, that, that beauty that is within you already. What, what more can you tell us about that journey? I just want to highlight one of the things you've said here, and I think one of the most powerful questions you can ask to the universe is, who and what am I? And show me. And I found, Show me. Yeah, you have to say, show me, show me. Yeah, it's like... Cry out. Yeah, if you can take the emphasis away with, of what's wrong with me, I need to fix something and show me who I am. I've found that there are things that are laid in your path, which will be exactly the thing that you need to come back to yourself. You're so articulate, and you say it so well, Felicia. Thank so you. if there's one thing from this particular podcast we're doing today that you would like our listeners to get, what would be that? She's thinking, she's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find the, the stream, the perfect stream. Um, <laughs> I think the first part of it would be the power of intention and really giving yourself permission to step away for the how, from the how. So when you say the power of intention, for those who've never heard that phrase, what do you mean by that? Rather than setting a goal and saying, I want this thing, which I believe is a statement coming from lack because you're acknowledging that you don't have that thing yet, uh, to reframe that and say, you could almost pose it as a question, like, who am I? Who and what am I? And my intention is to be shown. You know, when I think about the power of intention, and maybe you do too, I think about the energy that the thoughts that we have are, leave our body and are sent out to some ineffable, undescribable area in the universe, for want of a better description, that gets answered. So it's like an energy behind a thought, like, I want to know who I am. Mm -hmm. So that that thought gets sent out in the form of an energy from our bodies and our hearts and our minds, and it because of that energy being sent out, it, it the answer to it comes back to us mm -hmm. if we're open to it, mm -hmm. if we listen within. Yeah. Does I, that... I think that's a beautiful way to put it. I think when we make that decision in the form of an intention, letting go of not knowing how to get there, it's like everything in us energetically aligns to those things that are going to 
get us to that realization. And so we're already creating the path. We're already on the path of that realization just by making the decision. We're already aligned to it. Well put. Thank you. And thank you again, Felicia, for being here. And I look forward to more podcasts with you. Thank you so much for having me here.